This is a spoiler alert. We are going to spoil almost every episode of Doctor Who aired to date. This includes current airing episodes of Series 10. Please, we implore you, do not listen to these episodes until you are caught up, at least on the episodes that we are talking about. You have been warned. Problem is, Perry, we are faced with a conundrum wrapped up in a dilemma. Hello and welcome to the Twin Dilemma Special Series 10 Elimination Tournament Edition. I am Fenric Lamar. And I am Edward Grove. And we're going to be looking at returning champion this week, Thin Ice. Episode 3. Traveling to the past has got big rules. If I step on a butterfly, it could send ripples through time that mean that I'm not even born in the first place and I could just disappear. Definitely. I mean, that's what happened to Pete. Pete. Your friend, Pete. He's standing there a moment ago, but he stepped on a butterfly. Now you don't even remember him. Oh, I'm being serious. Yeah, so is And that's going up against newcomer Knock Knock. Episode four. <laughs> uh, Alright. It's fine. Okay. See you in the morning. Huh? Uh, what's going on? So, Edward Grove, which one are you going to pick? I'm going to stick with Thin Ice. You son of a bitch. (laughs) I will also stick with Thin Ice. So it's time for the coin flip of all things. So I'm going to knock on wood. I'm hilarious that I win. Uh, (laughs) And uh, pick uh, Tails, because I always pick Tails. Ooh, that was, that was, oh, uh, embarrassment on embarrassment. You just smashed your hand on a desk trying to catch it. It is heads. (laughs) Well, that's unfortunate. (laughs) For you, I mean, of course. Uh, I guess since I'm defending, should I go first? You have the older episodes, so you should go first. It's it's classic. It's classic. (laughs) It's already a classic, (laughs) except for the fact that it's clearly inferior to Knock Knock, but I'll still let you go. Thin Ice, we both agree. Uh, Really fantastic episode. Kind of exactly what you want Doctor Who to be. Uh, really solid monster of the week. And it's fun as hell. It's just, it's super fun. Knock, knock. It's a great spooky episode. I think one thing it does really well, quite genuinely, is capture a real creepy vibe. You have the performance of the antagonist in this. Wish I knew his name. Sorry. <laughs> don't remember. <laughs> you mean it. even the character? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. D- don't know it. It was really good. Yeah, I liked him a lot. He was very, very creepy. I thought the whole cast was pretty decent. Yeah, I thought the cast was good. A lot of them didn't get a lot of time to really get fleshed out, but they were very charismatic performances. Yeah, and it was it was strange. Like, you know, a lot of them, they quit. They die pretty quick. Yeah, yeah they get at a certain <laughs> they point, they get knocked quote, unquote, die. Yeah. So, like, they had to do, like, the arcs that you would normally do over the course of an entire episode in, like, one minute. But I yes, thought that yeah. they did they did some decent job. Your normal they, arcs, you know, you're, you're being disappointed in lesbianism. <laughs> As I usually am. Yeah, as all of us are on some level. (laughs) Uh, Well, we had a brief discussion about this, me and you, right before the episode. And what I said was, I love a good spooky episode. And when it's a great spooky episode, it's stellar, you know? But it didn't go into great territory. Like, I really enjoyed it. I did not dislike it at any point. But I think I just, uh, I wasn't satisfied with the conclusion. 
Yes. So I'm going to go into saying why it's better in a second. <laughs> but for now, I think what it did was it achieved a really great spooky tone. And then it built up the suspense. And then it kind of bumbles and drops the ball yeah. once you get about halfway through the episode. You know, I don't think really anything past the bugs coming out of the wall is that interesting. That's true. I mean, it is initially scary when there's like just tons of them coming out of the wall in that like first scene. But yeah, once we get into just like up in the tower, it kind of loses its momentum. But so let me make a little case for why it's better than Thin Ice. I'll make just a a, a feeble, (laughs) useless attempt at that. We'll go central antagonist, Lord Sutcliffe. Put him up against the antagonist, wish I knew your name, sorry, creepy father character in Knock Knock. I think the guy in Knock Knock is better. Yeah, I would agree with you there. I think, I mean, honestly, uh, the the antagonist in Thin Ice, he kind of shows up very late in the episode. And it's like the actor doesn't have that much going on. I think he's he does a good job for what he has, but he doesn't have as much to work with. And this guy right away... Well, not so much of the cold open, but particularly in those next scenes, he's really creepy. He has a, a command of the shots that he's on. Yeah, all the moments where he just kind of shows up, you're just like, oh, just go away, dude. Yes. <laughs> and they give him great little physical business playing with that tuning fork against the wall. It's really creepy. Yeah, I love that like first time he comes into the room, he's just kind of like feeling the wall. Yeah. And this wardrobe, they dress him in all these wood colors. So he kind of blends in nondescriptly into the house. That's a good point. Wood colors. Yeah. Uh, I love that little bit where Capaldi like interrogates him by asking him who the prime minister is and drops uh, Harriet Jones in there. Yes, I I like that as well. And then successively gets sort of further into the past. Yeah. Unfortunately, like the issue there, like I I do agree. I, I would love to see a better antagonist in Thin Ice, but at the end of the day, like Thin Ice is really about like the frost fair and like the the kind of the, the adventure there and this one's much more about like a haunted house and it kind of loses its haunted house if we're gonna go setting to setting the frost fair is really great i think you could say the frost fair is better than the house it has more novelty but i do think the haunted house in knock knock is really good they, they chose a really good house it's a great house yeah another moment in this i really like even though it's kind of weird because they they tell you he's got a daughter like a minute ago but they got me when the the twist was that it was his son and I loved the idea that Bill was like, that doesn't make sense. Like, uh, you know, you wouldn't bring insects to your daughter, but uh, you could see your kid bringing in insects inside. I thought that was a great little twist. I know I'm supposed to be defining this episode, though. That twist was meaningless to me. Yeah. What did it matter that it was the son instead of the uh, dad? They should have spent less time in the tower and more time in the halls. And I gotta tell you, I, I don't know if I just missed a little scene, but it seemed like Bill and her friend teleported into the tower well okay i was going to say it feels like there's a deleted scene where bill says to her friend you know what we need to find the answers we need to go to the tower and the tower was built up throughout the whole story all these shots from the very very beginning you can't get to the tower the tower was looming over the house right getting to the tower is a big fucking deal yeah and they're just there and all well, of a they, Yeah, they were just like running away. I uh, didn't zone out, right? There's not like a no, scene. They just no, I thought the same there. thing. Yeah, well, it, there is, there is Maybe, the scene. You know what? We just both came at the same time. Oh, okay. Because we were jerking each other off as is tradition. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I was trying to think of any sexual knock pun. <laughs> cock cock. Cock cock. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, there is the scene where she pulls the book. Wood. <laughs> 
she pulls the book and that's how they get into the tower like them getting into the tower makes sense to me but my thing is there's no moment where they arrive on the decision to go to the tower. They're just running away and she's just like, it makes sense that the tower's that way. Yeah. It should have been a much bigger, bigger deal in this episode that's better than Thin Ice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm not so sure. Uh, what? I, what do you mean? <laughs> How so? But, I, okay, like I said, I do think it's a decent spooky episode. I honestly think it's it's better than decent. I think it's a pretty darn good episode. The only thing you can really knock... The first knock. Hey. The only thing you can really disparage the first sixty percent of the episode for is arguably I think it relies a little bit too much on cliches. There's a lot of horror tropes happening. A lot of doors shutting. Doors shutting. You know, wind wrestling. A lot of characters arguably doing shit where they should know better. I was a little frustrated with Bill. I was like, "Come on, this is the, have the doctor help you." Things are obviously <laughs> creepy. <laughs> yeah. The bit that really, I think, works really well uh, on a scary tone was like the scene where they were like not actually knocking on the door and then the knocks were coming from everywhere. I yes. thought that was kind of yeah. interesting. Although in that same scene, they hear a knock back on the door and they're like, after the screaming, clearly that means he's fine. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no? Yeah. I mean, that's usually what I do after I get murdered. I just knocked so that people know I'm okay. Yeah, then it's like, no, it's like, it's all good. Some of that stuff was a little bit grating to me, but realistically... Up until you start to get the reveal, this was a genuinely good creepy story. And I was thinking, this could be better than Thin Ice with a really great twist. I was thinking the same thing. And then, like, kind of as soon as, like, when the first bug showed up, I was like, I mean, that could still be creepy. But then it was just like, oh, it's just going to be bugs. I was like, okay. And then, honestly, I think the thing that really put the nail in what is apparently my coffin, because I lost the coin flip, (laughs) was uh, the wood daughter slash mother coming out i thought that was a little creepy she didn't look she looked bad to me she looked too much like those wood characters from doctor the widow in the wardrobe i could see that and to me she just she didn't look creepy her she hands didn't actually look very hands good look creepy the when, hands when just the, her hands that was the best part but yeah. when you saw her face i was like that's goofy looking <laughs> she got a goofy wood face yeah and then the interactions with her and the guy, all of his creepiness was gone. And when he would try to be wrathful, I didn't think he was nearly as good at being wrathful as being ominous. Yeah. I thought it was strange that she just like, I, I mean, th- there's justification for it in the story. But when he just like brings the doctor up, he's like, here, now you resolve the story. Yeah, there was a moment when it made no sense. And then it made sense again. Because it seemed like, oh, he's actually going to be like fully villainous. I thought the twist was going to be that he had died and he was a, like a psychic projection of the bugs or something like that. And then okay. I was like, wait, why did he bring the doctor up here? And then it turned out, oh, no, he's the son. This twist is meaningless. <laughs> so I would, It was I, a well done but meaningless twist. Yes, it was a very well done twist that added up to nothing. Except they fudged it into this stupid thing where because she's actually the mother, even though her brain is totally addled, suddenly that gives her more authority. <laughs> realistically all he needs to do is like walk away for five seconds and she'll forget it all again (laughs) (laughs) she's like a goldfish in that way yeah she's a wood goldfish a woodfish a woodfish they're the best of fishes i don't want to rag on this episode too hard it has a lot of charms i think the cold open is a little bit goosebumps to me i honestly can't remember what it was and the whole sequence up to them signing the lease okay oh and like the weird the weird like 
teenagery music. Yeah. And, you know, the lightning strikes and everything. It's just very much like exactly what, you know, Are You Afraid of the Dark? It has that vibe to it. When when that music was playing and they were like starting to introduce the idea that I think his name was Paul was like interested in Bill. I was like, I'm getting a bit of a class vibe. Yes. From this yeah, episode. Yeah, I did have a little bit of a class vibe. But honestly, this was a little bit better than almost every episode of Class. Yeah. But as it went on, as the beginning of the episode started properly, I actually think there was a lot of good stuff going. Yeah. Well, you know, there's like a in thin ice, it's like that, but it's like all the way through. That's an interesting point. It's interesting <laughs> how you say that. Oh, yeah. It continues to be good throughout it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that means I lose the dilemma. <laughs> I mean, we were just, you know, it was inevitable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, fuck you. <laughs> Before we wrap up, though, let's do a quick vault check. Oh, yeah, up, update on the vault. That's our theme song for vault check, our hot new segment. So a weird little addition in the vault now. We now know for sure it's a person or... Mm. Yeah, well, or it's a character. It's a thing that can play a piano uh-huh. and be spoken to. And it likes uh, hearing about uh, children being killed. Yeah, that's strange. Do you have any theories? Yeah, I will. We both, I think, are on the same page in thinking that the vault is Gallifreyan in origin. Yes, definitely. I mean, you can, it's, it's definitely got Gallifreyan writing on it. Yeah, and uh, my honest theory has been that it's actually the next incarnation of the Doctor in there. Okay. I could see I could see that, especially because... Uh, well, you know, they just announced that Capaldi was leaving, so the idea of like them planning that ahead of time seems a little... Uh, hard to imagine you know that far ahead i will say Stephen moffat apparently is notorious for writing last minute which i didn't know for a long time oh okay yeah. so maybe my theory uh is that it's susan in there in some form of another just simply because the pilot was very heavy on imagery of her seemingly for no reason the pilot definitely gives the vibe that they're going to try to bring susan into this season somehow but i have to say i really liked that theory until Susan started playing the piano harder when she heard about kids getting killed. <laughs> yeah. That kind of killed the Susan theory to me. And I, you, you could sort of say that that makes sense for the doctor because he's just excited by the story, right? Yes, yeah. Susan, not so much. More of Valyard territory. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to wait till next week, see what updates we get then. It's true. On Vault Check. Vault Check. This is the best segment right here. Kids love it. Uh, especially the dead ones. Yes. <laughs> That'll do it for this week's Series 10 mini-sode. I have been Fenrir Kamar. And I have been Edward Grove, knock-knocked out of this week. Ooh, I see what you did there. It's very clever. We've made a lot of knock jokes. Bitter and clever. Join us next week to see if Thin Ice will continue its ongoing reign. Goodbye, folks. Bye, everyone. <laughs>